Mike? Hey, Craig, can you hear me okay? I can hear you fine. How are you? Oh, not bad. Been better. Been better? Yeah, just got diagnosed with malaria, so I'll be on drugs for three days. Oh, no, mate. That's terrible news. I'm sorry to hear that. That's uh, that's awful. Uh, is that a... Is that, a, I guess, a, a, a kind of a common risk associated with, with living and working in Africa? Oh, absolutely. I mean, not everywhere in Africa, but uh, everywhere that's uh, tropical and below about uh, 1,600 feet in altitude. Oh, like, no. Well, uh, I hope that uh, that, that uh, gets better for you and uh, that the drugs do their business. Um, so, welcome, Mike, and, and to everyone who's listening, um, this is Man in the Stand, and welcome to Man in the Stand. Um, Apologies for everyone listening for this episode. You're going to get a double helping of Kiwi Twang, so uh, I hope you can all handle it. But um, Mike Miller is someone I've always wanted to talk to. He's a uh, he, he, he runs a uh, his Twitter handle is at Smart Golf Bets, and uh, and he's a a, a, a very uh, learned and uh, and skilled uh, picker of of golf selections and someone that I. Um, that I follow and, and, and respect um, who, uh, your opinion. So, Mike, thank you very much for coming. And and, uh, and uh, I just wanted to, I guess, start off by saying what sort of got your love for for golf and uh, and and developed and a love for golf betting. What, what was did you do you enjoy playing the game and and uh, and do you and how long have you been sort of betting on it? Yeah, thanks, Greg. Nice to uh, nice to be along. Um, yeah, I played from around about age nine when my grandfather gave me some uh, cut-down clubs at uh, Paraparam Beach back in New Zealand. Um, yeah. I, I could never really break 80, just I think twice in my life, like a couple of 78s, so I was never going to be a world beater. But in terms of betting, um, a friend of mine got a betting account, sports betting account with a company called Centibet about 1992, and... Uh, New Zealanders had never been exposed to sports betting before, and he asked me if I wanted to have a bet on uh, on anything. And the Masters was coming up, so I told him to put fifty bucks on uh, Bernard Langer for me, and he duly won at fifty to one. So I picked up twenty five hundred, and uh, I was hooked on golf betting from then. In terms, of- yeah, 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 that's a great that's a great start, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah in terms of taking it seriously, um, early two thousands, um, I really developed my own software and uh, have bet pretty seriously and pretty heavily ever since then. So um, uh, later on in the episode, we'll talk a little bit more about actually, you know, how you go about doing that. And, uh, and we'll look at some of your, um, you know, your bets ahead for the week and what have you. But yeah, it'd be nice to know, you know, uh, your kind of methodologies and what have you. But uh, what I'd like to do at the moment is just uh, look at... Uh, where we are in terms of the week and in terms of the two major tournaments that are going on, the, um, the Abu Dhabi championship and the American express, uh, where, how are you traveling in, in your selections for the week? And I'll tell you how I'm sort of traveling in my selections. And, um, yeah. Yeah. For me, um, the golf betting is pretty low level for the first three or so months of the year, because I like to see form on the board. So I don't, right. don't do any doubles and I don't do, do too much on bed fares. So, just a few long shots each way. In Abu Dhabi, I took, uh, let me see, Ross Fisher, Massey Kawamura, Gavin Green, and Brandon Doghead fucking Stone. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think three missed cuts and a 
T38 going into the final day. So, um, yeah, that was pretty much a washout. And what about the American Express? I uh, took four guys there. They all made the cut. Uh, Doug Gim is the best at 225 to 1. Uh, Michael Thompson, Kyung Hoon Lee, and Russell Knox. They're all about six shots back with a couple of rounds to go. So, And Gim is closer. So, yeah, a little bit of hope for the weekend there. Yeah, I myself, uh, so I uh, do my selections with um, Star Sports um, or Star Sports Bet, um, and uh, I, I put out my, uh, my my selections. I concentrate mainly on the um, PGA Tour. Uh, I had a, I had a couple of little uh, nibbles uh, with um, Bernd Wiesberger and uh, Tyrrell Hatton at, at Abu Dhabi. Um, so Hatton's obviously travelling well. Um, Wiesberger not so not so good, but he's He's there or thereabouts, but he's a bit. I think he's a bit too far back. And uh, for the American Express, I'm in much better shape. Uh, I picked. Uh, I selected before the tournament. On uh, my selections were Chris Kirk, um, Paul Casey, Cameron Davis, and the only guy that's kind of too far back and out of the picture is Scotty Scheffler. So um, Chris Kirk, I, I was getting pretty excited yesterday. He was travelling really well, and then he kind of dropped his bundle a little bit towards the end of the round but he's still not too far back but he, he's, it would pay for him to have a very good round today um, and same goes for, for Casey and Davis so yeah I'm, I'm quite happy with, with how they're travelling. I just thought Chris Kirk would go well again, he did so well at the Sony Open last week and I thought he was probably in a good position to go well again and Cameron Davis is a young Australian that I've been banging on about for ages I just think this guy's a a, a big talent, and uh, and I think he'll break through um, sooner rather than later. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. I mean, uh, that leaderboard in, in America has a lot of non-winners and a lot of mediocre golfers in the top 20 or 30, so uh, anyone could surprise there. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, there's as I say, there's a lo- uh, lo- lot of new faces and new names, uh, and... Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, interesting. There's a name up there that I'm interested in get your um, opinion on. I ran a poll on on Twitter um, yesterday. Um, Tony Finau, do you think that he could? Is is it Tony's time this time? Could he do it today or um, on Sunday? Uh, to be honest, I sort of decided a few years back that uh, he would never win again. But um, he's such a class act. You got to figure he'll put it together uh, in one tournament one day. So you know. Why not this weekend? Yeah, I'm I'm the same with Tony. I uh, I've 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 spunked too much cash on that guy over the years. Uh, I've got gun shy of him now um, because uh, I've left too much money on the table with Fee now, and, and and he's left too much money on the greens for me. You know, with his was his very very streaky putting and almost at times woeful putting. So I've uh, I you know I I can't have him anymore. But I still respect the guy's ability. He's still a great player and uh, and he's been working hard with Brad Faxon uh, on his greens and he changes his grip every other week. But today or this week, something seems to be working. Uh, he looks a little bit more composed. Actually, it's been a bit of a trend. I've watched him in the greens. He's worked so hard. You can see he's so hard on his putting now that he's getting he's getting better. There's no doubt about it. He's getting better around the greens. And for this and this week, he's, he's dropped a, a, some really decent putts. Uh, and uh, so I'm I'm actually hoping. I actually, I actually hope he does get that win because he deserves it. Uh, and uh, you know, it, it would be nice to see him actually do it. 
uh, because he's had, you know, he's been close but no cigar so many times. Uh, so you know, let, let's see what uh, what you know what he what he does. Um, okay, so let's talk about uh, a little bit more, just as you say about your. Uh, you, you said you had some uh, when we talked. You, you had some sort of picks for the week ahead and what have you. So, can you just sort of go through, you know, without giving away any secret sauce or what have you? But you, you're kind of uh, when you're shaping up and you're looking at the bets ahead. Can you sort of give us what you're looking at this week ahead and and sort of how you how you're getting to those conclusions? Yeah, there's probably three things. Um, I look at uh, guys who I think will be well backed, well on the market, uh, who I don't think can win. Um, I look at uh, the guys that the form is telling me uh, do have a good chance of winning. And then I usually uh, scroll further down the list and look for a couple of uh, longer shots just to uh, keep an eye on them and see what price they open when the markets come out on Monday. Okay. Uh, and so uh, what, what, what are you looking at? Uh, is there anyone this week that you've kind of um, put a ring around so far, early, early days? Uh, yeah, I've been looking at um, the farmer's insurance, so I've priced up the field, which I always do um, on Friday or Saturday. Um, yep. And the guys who are going to be near the top of the market who, according to my software, have no chance are uh, Xander Schaufler and Brooks Kepka. Right. So they're two that I'll be looking to lay, uh, provided they're not uh, too high priced. Okay. All right. But, uh, um, the ones that sort of stick out that match the form profile I'm looking for are uh, Mark Leishman and Billy Horshaw. <clears throat> and what's the form profile that you're looking for, Mike? I'm looking for guys who are showing improving form, um, preferably have played uh, a couple of weeks in Hawaii um, and who have had a few placings on the, uh, on the course in previous years. Okay, so okay, so uh, yeah, so recent form and uh, and course form is a is a quite a determining factor for a lot of your for your, a lot of your picks and uh, and form guides, yeah. Yeah, I mean, take Mark Leishman for example. Um, his past four starts: thirteenth uh, missed cut, twenty fourth, fourth. Um, he's had a win, uh, two seconds, an eighth, and a ninth, just in the past ten years or so in this tournament. Um, I've rated him 33 to 1, so I'll just be waiting to see what happens when the market opens. If he's 40 to 1 or 45 or 50, I'll be jumping in. Yeah, it's interesting you should say, Mark Leishman, you're the second person I, I had a guest on last week uh, uh, and uh, who said the same thing, uh, a golf punter as well, who uh, is, uh, is is all over Mark Leishman as well and and and. and and can see the kind of form and that he's building. So um, yeah, there's definitely a trend there. I think um, you know golf betters in the know um, know that Leishman is, is is nearing you know nearing peak form and is ready to win again. And and he's definitely um, a quality act. So <clears throat> that's very interesting that you know there's two people in the in the last what I think four or five days have said that both to me on on this um, podcast. So that's that's uh, something for for listeners to to take note of. Um, okay, so. Uh, let's look at the the the, the HSBC, uh, the uh, Abu Dhabi Championship, and the Amex. If I was to give you a crystal ball, knowing what we know now, and and, and in running, if I was to give you you know a, a few hundred bucks, uh, who would you be uh, uh, putting my hard on cash on at the Abu Dhabi, um, based on what you've seen so far, and at the and give us a 
give us a, a shout for the Amex as well. Okay. Um, I, um, I mean, normally when there are three quality players who are all fairly short priced at the top of the leaderboard with a round to go, I, I wouldn't bother betting. No, no, I know. I'm not saying. I, I'm just. Uh, I'm just saying. Give it. Uh, I'm not uh, saying that at all. I, I. I agree with you. I'm the same. I'm saying, stick your finger in the air and uh, if you like, and just tell me uh, who do you like out of those guys. If you were, you know, if you if you money was no object. Okay, uh, just let me bring up the uh, bring up the leaderboard here. I look and looked at it for a couple of hours. Okay, so it's Rory by a stroke from Hatton, one stroke back to Fleetwood, and another stroke back to Lipsky and Mark Warren. Yeah, so if I was to say, radio, Mike, uh, here's five hundred bucks. Uh, who would you who would you stick it on, uh, regardless of the, the of their price? Who would you who would you like to who would you see closing that out? I'd have to say uh, Tommy Fleetwood. Right. Any reason? Uh, McElroy has had uh, he's finished top ten here just about every every time he started. Had a bunch of seconds and yeah. thirds, so maybe a little bit of scar tissue there. And I just think uh, Tommy got his bad round out of the way on uh, Thursday, and he seems to have been uh, seems to have been on the up ever since. So I just favour him slightly over Hatton. I can't see one of the lesser lights coming through and knocking any of those three off. Yeah, my my five hundred would be on um, on Hatton because I I I just think this guy's in the zone at the moment. He's he's been playing some fantastic golf, uh, and and I'm all about my, my selections quite similar sort of methodology to you i i'm very i'm i'm a big proponent of course form but i'm also a very big proponent of of of, of just actual form of the golfer themselves i think the you know ball striking sports um you can actually see players climb into form and uh and they can you know form it doesn't always stay with them it can leave them again but you can see from hatton over the last few months He's been working hard with his father. He said on on his on the swing that that's obviously been paying dividends. He's been winning and he's been or he's been thereabouts. And I just can't take Rory around the greens. Uh, he's uh, he's a great player and and he has every ability to win here. Uh, he likes it in the desert. He likes it in Dubai. But um, uh, but uh, I I just find him fragile around the greens on the putt with the putter. So yeah, mine would be um, mine would be on Hatton. Um, okay. Uh, and the American Express, Mike, is, is there anyone that you would say uh, same sort of rules apply? If, you know, who would you pick out of um, out, out of the leaders there? I know it's a very compressed leaderboard, and I know we've got still got two days to go. So, I mean, anyone could win that within about uh, you know fifteen, ten to fifteen golfers, I think. Yeah, I think anybody within six shots of the lead uh, or more could win. Yeah, probably looking yeah. at more like the top forty. Um, let me see. I'm just scrolling through a bunch of absolute no names and non-winners. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know it's a bit of a who's who, isn't it? But uh, while you're doing that, I, I mean, look for me. I uh, I think Siwoo Kim uh, is uh, he's still at ten to one. I think that's good odds for Siwoo Kim. He's only a shot shot. I think he's shot back in the lead. I don't have the screen in front of me, but he's he's very he's right there. Uh, he's he's a, a player that once he if he gets in the zone he starts rolling he's he's superb uh, like like he was at the Players Championship a few years ago he was absolutely brilliant so I I, I just think Siwoo Kim for me is, is is still represents good value. Yeah, I can't argue too much with that. If I had to pick someone out, I'd probably go with uh, 
maybe Francesco Molinari looks as though he's uh, he's on the right track. Yeah, yeah, it was great. It's good to see Molinari um, back there at the top of the leaderboard again, and um, uh, there's no doubt he's a he's a quality player, and, he, and this track definitely suits him in terms of uh, a tight, you know, short enough technical track. Uh, uh, he's um, yeah, he, he, he's not going to be far away at the end, that's for sure. Yeah. Okay, Mike. Yeah. Um, and let's just uh, do you are you a proponent of um, uh, uh, long sort of anti post bets? So uh, you know, being three months out from the Masters, is there? Are you making positions on on the Masters now? For example, is that something that you do as part of your strategy? Yeah, it's the only. Uh... It's the only major that I ever bet on anti-post um, because the majority of fields known three, four, five months in advance. And of course, using the, the same course every year, we get to know it very well and know the skill sets required. Um, I priced the field up about a month ago for for our uh, business, Green Square Golf, and the only golfer near the top of the market who I rated quite a bit shorter was. Um, Patrick Cantlay, I rated him 18 to 1, the market was 25, so I had a small bet on him, but that's all I've done so far, I haven't got too involved, it's, uh, it's just been a strange, a strange yeah. time in the past few months. <laughs> yeah, it certainly has, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, okay. I, yeah, as a, I've, I've said in the past, I, I have some, I have some sort of looks as well, but I'm as well. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting to see. What sort of transpires over the next uh, two or three months? I'm I, I wouldn't be a a, a huge better on anti post. Uh, I, I like to sort of see um, form sort of developing and shaping um, over the you know over the leading sort of two or three months going in. Um, so yeah, uh, all right. Well, look, th- thank you, Mike. Uh, 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 that's uh, really what I just wanted to go through with you. I really appreciate your time. So. Uh, you know, if anyone wants to see Mike's um, strategies and and how he goes about what he does, as I said, Mike Miller's um, tweet handle is at Smart Golf Bets. And um, yeah, thank you, Mike. I, I really appreciate you um, coming on and having a chat with hey, me. Welcome, enjoyed it. Cheers, mate. Okay, cheers. Thank you. Yeah.